We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer than DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate, review, and subscribe, please go ahead and do so. Tell your friends, give us five stars. Anything less would be uncivilized. Benny. Welcome to another day, another 11 games uh, in the NBA for Wednesday DFS action. Yeah, I'm normally a big fan of these large slates, but I don't really like this slate all that much. There's a couple of games here that I don't think are going to be very competitive, which always opens you up to, you know, do I play this guy? Is it going to be a blowout? Is he going to get four quarters? There's a couple tough matchups for, you know, some of the offenses that we've been using a lot lately, like... You know, finding some value on the the Pelicans and they're playing San Antonio, so you know, it's it's not the it's not going to be the easiest eleven game slate we've ever had. Yeah, it's a little sketcher, but you know, um, we're going to have to make some tough decisions, and that's what we're here for to sort of talk through it like a like group therapy. That's so basically what it would call to. By the way, what did you think of my poll today? I saw you you quickly commented here. You're like, hey. Uh, Alvin Gentry not on the list. Uh, by, by the way, if you want to check out the poll, you can just find me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Just asked everybody uh, which was 
who is the worst uh, NBA coach for DFS? And got some pretty good responses in a short time. I haven't checked this morning, but like when I last checked, there was over, oh yeah, nice, over over 248 people have already voted. So that's pretty cool. Um, the clubhouse favorite right now is uh, Greg Popovich at 56%, Byron Scott at 36 and Brett Brown at 8 I'm going to tell you what. Brett Brown would be much more highly voted if people use Sixers more for DFS, which they don't, which I get. But if you gave him some better players, I'm sure he would find a way to misplay them because see, there's actually things he should be doing on that in that rotation that he's not doing, like giving Carl Landry, for instance, 18 to 22 minutes. Um, you know, not messing around with the shooting guard position the, the way he has, like f- deciding that Nick Stauskas should be in the starting lineup rather than the D League. All those things like are are negatives towards him. But you know, I understand that that like you know, for like as an exposure percentage. Uh, you're a lot more likely to play, you know, Lakers or or Spurs rather than Sixers, and even the Lakers are are pretty frustrating because that team is you know becoming more garbage by the day. But um, yeah, if you want to chime in or if you have any ideas for additional polls, I'm going to try to do this a little bit more often. Those are turned out like we got pretty good responses, and those are pretty fun. So um, yeah, I did I did vote for uh, Byron Scott as anybody who listens to this podcast. I <laughs> was like. Yeah, that's it to me. I think it, it makes more sense than pop because, like, you should have kind of already learned there that it's very tough to trust anyone outside of Kawhi and Lamarcus Aldridge, and I yeah. haven't played them all that much because I think they've been mispriced a lot of the time. You know, yeah, like my my whole thing is like you know you know what Popovich is going to do, right? You know, I don't know what Byron Scott's going to Byron Scott don't know what Byron Scott's going to do, so it's you know he could just decide. Like on a whim, like oh yeah, you know Anthony D'Angelo, Brown's going to get a ton of minutes now. Yeah, like you know, you know D'Angelo Russell's playing too well. I'm I'm going to have to sit him. He's uh, <laughs> you know trying to win games by himself. It's like well, nobody else is trying to win the damn game on your team. So why would you sit him? Or you know, yeah, you know Julius Randle. I don't know. We you know he he's we don't want to give him too many minutes. He's playing too well. Like what? You know, like I, I'm. It's very maddening trying to figure out Byron Scott and his rotation. Absolutely, freaking I t- one thousand percent agree with you. So we know what we're gonna do. We're not gonna mess with it. Is basically uh, how, basically how I've uh, resigned uh, f- for uh, for me to handle that situation. So uh, that's how I'm going to uh, be approaching that those things uh, going forward. So uh, you know, let's go ahead and talk about the point guard position. Let's go ahead and get into uh, this. 22 teams worth of action uh, we got some big boys up top here but i think we're so, sort of live, living a little bit more in value town right now so let's go ahead and talk about you what you want to do here uh at point guard for wednesday yeah we kind of hit on this earlier when we were just kind of discussing stuff in the pre-show you know you, you have a ton of options i mean basically all the big guys that you use on on random nights are available you got westbrook you got curry you got chris paul you got john wall you got rajon rondo and I honestly don't really like any of them in this game. Um, the guy who I've come down to is probably Kemba Walker. Um, you know, again, I you know I love Kemba. I know a lot of people know that, but he's getting the usage right now. He's putting up the shots. He has huge second halves. And George Hill just put up 41 fantasy points against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you know, Kyrie Irving's lax defense. So if George Hill can put up 41 fantasy points against them, I think I can get 50 out of Kemba here. And, uh, you know, have a really, really big number on the top of my roster from the point guard spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. Uh, you know what? What I want to do here is 
we had a little bit of a debate on Westbrook, and I think you're right here. I mean, you, he does have the the biggest ceiling on the spot, and I think he is a good bet for 50, but 11K is a very pricey price, so I'm okay playing him, maybe limited to cash, but I don't think you have to go out of your way to roster. Yeah. I like that. I probably would much rather um, go in Chris Paul's direction uh, for a, a little bit less. You know, you get 9,600. His production has sort of dipped down a little bit, but I think this is a good spot to jump back in against Ricky Rubio defense in Minnesota, uh, so I will have some exposure there as well. Um Another underrated uh, player that I think we need to take a look at here uh, is Jeff Teague, a guy who I've basically in, avoided for the most part in DFS. Um, and, you know, it, his his role necessarily hasn't really changed. The, the minutes are, are on an uptick by a little bit here, but the production level has been, you know, 5.2x plus in three straight games and a, and a monster performance against Dallas uh, there overall, overall. So as long as you're able to get him in the 5,500 price range, uh, for Wednesday, uh, that price holds again. It's a great spot against Philadelphia, uh, mm-hmm. once again. And Atlanta doesn't play with enough pace the majority of the time to blow out most teams. Even though Philadelphia is a blowout candidate, so yeah. I do. I am looking to sort of to get some exposure to uh, Jeff Teague. Uh, anybody else that you want to sort of uh, take a look at here? Yeah, well, just um, just to kind of hit on like what you were saying about Westbrook before, you know, what I was saying in the pre-show for obviously the rest of you guys who weren't there when we were talking about it, Russell Westbrook had a triple double last night, and he still failed to reach five x value. Like, so think about that. I mean, his price has gotten to the point now where even a monster game, even a big triple double game, isn't enough, and you know, you really need to find spots where you know Westbrook is going to play. 38 you know minutes and i just think that there's a good chance that they could be blowing orlando out in this one and even if they don't blow orlando out you know like i said if a guy can put up a triple double and still not reach value you know he's gotten to the point where i don't know if i could play him he might be priced out of you know most of my daily uh my daily games i think there's always going to be another way to get there um yeah i like i like your call on teague though another guy who i'm looking at that's in that cheap range as well. Um, Marcus Smart has actually been playing really well lately. I know he comes off the bench, which is good because it keeps his ownership down. People, you know, don't start him. But he's gone 6.5x in four of his last five games. You know, still only playing that 28 to 30 minutes, but he put up 38, 33, 32, and 34 fantasy points with one stinker that he threw in the middle where he only had 17. So I think that he's a great GPP play. I think he can give you a lot of upside at that 5K price. You know, because he comes off the bench and doesn't play 30-plus minutes, um, you know, you've been seeing that price kind of stay down there. So, you know, a guy who can get you 30, 35 fantasy points for $5,000, that's 6 or 7x value. You know, he's somebody that I'm going to be using on some of my GPP rosters. Probably in that guard spot is like that second, uh, you know, that second point guard that you throw on your roster. Yeah, I could definitely see that you get get some getting some exposure there as well. Um, I th- I, w- I think George Hill um, against Brooklyn is somebody you can pay attention to, and you know to a smaller extent maybe Sheen Larkin, who's been doing some damage off the bench. I don't necessarily trust him very much, but uh, George Hill uh, six point three and seven point nine x into the past three games overall does have have some pickups in there against the Clippers in Denver, where he only produced. In uh, 21 fancy points um, in both spots, but very cheap and actually a little bit cheaper than uh, Jeff Teague as well. So if you want to go in a little bit different direction and in a plus matchup, I expect George Hill for Wednesday to be um, one of the one of the um, you know better owned value options and, and very cash safe here as as well. So um, something else do, to sort of do uh, you have do you have any thoughts on the Dallas situation? Because there's a chance that I think Deron Williams is going to miss this game. 
Oh, um, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that too. Actually, I think he's going to be out multiple games from the way. Yeah, that, well, uh, mm-hmm. um, so if you want to get uh, JJ Barea rolled in there, I think he's actually going to be one of the better options as well. And to a lesser extent, you can make a case for Raymond Filton. I think I would prefer, uh, like, um, uh, prefer them to be JJ Barea first, Raymond Filton second. Although Raymond Filton might be like the starter in name, uh, well, we don't know exactly for sure. But I think w- whenever we look at the game logs. And and saw the, the the production level. That's actually a good spot to jump in against Miami and Goran Dragic defense, which is nothing special. Only issue that you have is that you know Miami plays snail ball, so you might not get the you know the overall production that you're looking here for. But if you actually take a look at Beret here, he's been playing 24 to to uh, to 30 minutes in uh, the five the, the past five games, and he's been uh, crushing the value overall. Every game except the one game where you thought he was going to blow up against Phoenix, um, he's you know, scored 21 fancy points or more and produced a range of 5 to 8.4x. So J.J. Bray is definitely going to be in, um, you know, a uh, premier, um, uh, you know, punt pivot play or or cheap value option for Wednesday. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I forgot. I You know what I actually what I did, too, is I actually put a bid on payment Raymond Filton in my season long leagues because the way that Rick Carl made it sound is like he's concerned about the hip which sounds like multi-game injury, you know, mm-hmm. or extended absence, which is sort of what we're looking at with Brandon Knight uh, right now. So, yeah, I definitely think that there's going to be some uh, some level of concern there, and you're going to have a situation that you're not going to love, um, you know, if you um, don't get some some cheap exposure or unless you take advantage of some of the cheap guys along with pairing him with, with uh, somebody – uh, like uh, you know, the top options that we mentioned here at the top. Aside from that, too, I know you, you were uh, look, taking a look at Derek Rose here. Rajon Rondo against uh, Chicago at home is going to be in a in a pretty good spot overall there as well. Um, the price is still you know not as desirable as you would want, but you know if he's sitting in eighty four hundred right, the price is holding. And you know the one nice thing about it is he actually does step up on the scoring side when Demarcus Cousins does sit. So it's it's it's, it's sort of twofold. I think you probably would rather. Have have DeMarcus Cousins in the lineup so he can just rack up a ton of assists uh, overall. And you know what? And um, it's not a GPP play for, uh, for me personally. So what you were hoping is that the price comes down just a little bit more, maybe down to 8200 ish or something like that. Uh, and then you can sort of take advantage of the price dip against in, in a good DBP spot with Derrick Rose uh, for cash. So mm-hmm. uh, that's how I have point guard shaken out. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about shooting guard here. Some Some big boys up top. Here and uh, I think there's a couple of value options that we can take advantage of as well. Uh, how are you shaking this out for Wednesday's action? Yeah, I I think I'm actually probably going to be shading more towards some of the value options because I think there's other spots that I want to pay up. Um, if I'm paying up at all, it's probably going to be for Dwayne Wade. Uh, Wade is like a little bit below seven thousand or right around the seven thousand dollar price on DraftKings, and he's been really good. His last uh, four games he's gone 7x 8x 7x and then five and a half x so i think that he's worth a look against dallas um especially if you have especially if you have darren williams out you're gonna wind up having like jj Berea and like raymond felton on the floor at the same time and i think wade will be able to get some points there especially if Whiteside's still out because with Whiteside out he's kind of picked up his production these last couple games so if i'm paying up i think i'm paying up for him because uh Jimmy Butler, even though it's a great matchup against Sacramento, who's horrible at shooting guards, I think Butler's just gotten a little too expensive right now for me. Um, I like Clay Thompson, but I think they're going to blow Washington out of the water, so I don't think I'm going to get the minutes out of him. 
And then I'm not really on the guys like Ellis, Soladipo, and Wiggins in the middle. You know, Rodney Hood, I guess, is worth a look against Denver. It's a good spot for him. Um, also, like Avery Bradley, has been playing pretty well. But Detroit, you know, not the easiest matchup either. And then from there, you look at some of the cheap guys. Like, a lot of people are going to be talking about Wayne Ellington. But if I can get Raymond Felton at, like, 4,100 and, and Wayne Ellington's going to come up to, like, 4K, I think I'd rather have Raymond Felton than Ellington. Like, Ellington might be a safe 15 to 20 points, but there's really no upside there. Uh, Raymond Felton without Darren Williams, I think you might be able to get more upside out of. So if I'm punting, it's probably going to be going to Felton. Yeah, I, I think you could you can definitely get a case uh, um, made for uh, that sort of play. On the, this situation here too, I actually this is, sounds a little um, uh, weird, and I don't normally do this here, but I, I might actually play Dwayne Wade in back to backs here overall because he's just been so super consistent for cash uh, mm-hmm. overall. We're talking about you know. 7x, 8x, 7.3, and 5.5x here in the in the past four games overall, and the and the 7 and 8x, the 45 and the 52 and a half game came in back to back games. Now, granted, it was um, you know Chicago and Brooklyn, but you know it really just shows like Dwayne Wade is actually a, like a fairly trustworthy uh, DFS option at least you know in terms of cash for me overall. The price is definitely elevated up. Uh, because he stepped up his production, for, you know he's um, gone from sixty five hundred up to seven k over the past uh, week and a half ish. Uh, but he's definitely, I think, um, proven that he's uh, a guy that may potentially be worth that value. Um, so um, I'm looking for a decent amount of exposure there as well. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't know how much you know trust I have in in the rest of the the value options overall. I will say this: I'm going to continue to sort of take a look at. Um, uh, Mario Hazonia, I know that he had a bad game, just 13 fantasy points, but we always toss that out against the San Antonio Spurs. I don't care. What I do care is actually got 29 minutes coming off the back uh, off of the monster game of, that he had with 33 minutes. That's what I care about uh, in terms of Mario Hazonia overall. I do want him to do a little bit of something else besides just score. Um, for him to provide value, but we're looking, we're talking min price and, and, you know, 25 fancy points for eight and a half X, which could be very important for us uh, when you sort of struggling with some of these options. And, you know, you may need to get up to the, to the bigger tiers and some of the players to feel a little more comfortable at your roster. Like we've been talking about today uh, for, for Wednesday, you know, how, how we're sort of like, you know, iffy in a couple spots, Hazonia could be a guy for at least for GPPs where you could save some serious salary and do yourself a favor and just, you know, play a little bit more chalk. Uh, for the shooting guard position. Uh, Anybody else you want to mention before we move forward? No, I think we pretty much covered most of the guys I'm looking at. All right, fair enough. Before we cover the small forward position, we have to let you know that the rotowire.com uh, slash pod 10-day free trial is still going on here. Uh, if you love the, the, the advice and the podcast that you're listening to right now, you're going to love the website. So get a free trial for 10 days at rotowire.com slash pod. Lineup optimizers for all the major sports are available, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, up to the mid-depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for all the major sports for, uh, that for use in your your season-long leagues along with DFS. So make sure you take advantage. Rotowire.com slash pod for the 10-day free trial. Tell them Josh and Benny sent you. All right, let's go ahead and talk about what we're doing at the three here in the midday of the week for your DFS lineups. Yeah, I actually have a lot of guys I like at this position. Um, first and foremost, it's going to depend on pricing on some of these guys. You know, as, as Josh always mentions, we do this before the pricing is actually out to give you guys like a first look at the slate. So 
some of these guys I'm, I'm expecting to see their price jump. Um, first guy who should probably have the biggest price jump is going to be Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Now, it's not a great matchup for him against LeBron, although Cleveland is playing a little faster and, you know, MKG is getting a lot of minutes. But even if he, I mean, he was 3,800 the other night, put up 37 fantasy points and didn't even play the whole game because it, it turned into a little bit of a blowout. So if he stays down at like 4K, it's going to be tough for me to go anywhere else because I think he's just, and even in a tough matchup, I still think he's an easy 25 to 30 fantasy points. So if he's like $4,000, it's going to be tough to pass that up. Um, assuming that he jumps up to a more reasonable value level, though, um, I do like Gordon Hayward up top. He's um, been playing very well lately. He had a big game again yesterday. Has a good matchup here going up against the Denver Nuggets. Um, he's basically gone 5x in, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of his last 10 games with, uh, you know, two games where he went upside. But for the most part, he's right around that, you know, five, five and a half X kind of role. So I think he's a solid option. If um, Cousins stays out, you know, I really like Rudy Gay. I think you have to look in his direction again. Um, You know, Chicago small forward defense isn't anything special. Um, You know, even if he plays a little power forward, which they've been known to put him in there when, you know, Boogie's been out, you know, he put up, just a monster game yesterday, 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists without Cousins. And even with Cousins, he had, you know, five games in a row before that where he was between 4.6 and 6.5x, you know, like 38, 40 fantasy points a game. So I think Rudy Gay and Hayward are the two at the top end. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is probably going to be the cheap guy. And then I even like a guy like Aaron Gordon. Um, tough matchup against OKC. He'll probably see some Serge Ibaka defense. But you know that's going to be a high-paced game. It's going to be up and down. And he's still pretty cheap, right around $5,000. You know, he's given you a lot of games of, you know, 25 to 30 fantasy points. The last couple, he's been, you know, 28, 49, and 35. So I think that if Aaron Gordon stays around the 5K price range, he would be another guy that I'd be looking at too. Yeah, you just took one of the plays. You just ripped it out of my playbook and and took it for (laughs) yourself. So uh, congratulations to you for that. Uh, One thing I will say here um, is this. There's a couple guys that I, I think that are I, I love Gordon Hayward the Hayward call remember I actually almost tried to make you play Hayward uh, yesterday I know I should have listened he had a great game yesterday too. yeah he's been super cash safe so and you know speaking of super cash safe guys Chandler Parsons is another guy who has been um, rolling like that he's on a river like just at a serious level this is the one of the, the basically the safest cash guy that you can use at the small forward position outside of a guy like gordon hayward and he's cheaper right now the price is up to 7k but he's absolutely worth it he's paid off a minimum of uh 5.25 uh times the price tag and i what looks like here one two three four five six seven eight out of nine games uh you know and the one game that he blipped up is the one you wouldn't think of that he would have against phoenix and they didn't blow phoenix out but aside from that he's scoring at a serious level double doubles in two of the past three contributing from with the assist chipping in with the steals hitting a lot of trays uh so he's basically taking the offense over and now you know that they're going to be down darren williams they could actually need him to to have even higher uh, an even higher usage rate so um i definitely think that's uh the the spot you need to sort of um pay attention to there as well and i'm definitely in on all the rudy gay that you can get if uh, demarcus cousins sits once again at home um on wednesday kings of um did, did a great job getting him involved overall, and I think that you're going to see him st- or remain aggressive um, in, in, that, in a similar matchup 
uh, at home on Wednesday if uh, that does end up uh, being the case here with Cousins. All right, power forward up next here for the Wednesday slate. Some interesting options here as well. Um, how much do you love Anthony Davis in cash against your San Antonio Spurs? I I'm, I don't play anybody against the San Antonio Spurs, period. And I don't play Anthony Davis. So it's basically like a you know double whammy for me. I wouldn't have played him anyway. So doesn't matter to me. <laughs> okay. Um, I just wanted to see like how quickly you would shut that down before we could move forward. So Yeah, I mean, like I said, there are, I have very few rules in DFS, but the ones that I do have are set in stone and have worked well for me. One of them, my New Year's resolution, don't play Anthony Davis and Cash. And the other one is don't play guys against San Antonio Spurs. So when you put the two of them together, it's like, you know, in Ghostbusters where the streams cross, you just you just don't mess with it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so let's talk about who is actually in your lineup here for uh, the Wednesday slate. We have a couple options that we can sort of uh, move towards, but I want to hear what you have to say first. Yeah, um, I still like Derek Favors, who we talked about the other night, especially if his price stays in that, like, 6500 price range. Um, on DraftKings especially, I just think he's ve- he, he's just way too cheap. Um, Draymond Green, I like, and I, I really, really want to play him, but I'm a little bit nervous that that game might get out of hand. Um, Washington is just really, really not good right now. So as much as I want to play Draymond, as much as I love his upside, I don't really know. Um, I'm sticking with the Kevin Love train. I know we didn't have a great game yesterday, although he had a, a pretty solid one. He still put up like 40 fantasy points on DraftKings. Um, again, they're getting him more involved in the offense, and they're playing at a faster pace. You know, Charlotte, we know, doesn't have a lot on the inside right now. He'll probably be matched up with Marvin Williams, which is okay. It's not a you know, great matchup. It's not really a horrible one either. But I think Kevin Love is somebody else that I'd be willing to look at. Um is Okafor back, or is Noel still starting at center right now? Do we know? I don't know if we know uh, exactly yet, so I think we're going to have to wait to get that information. Yeah, I have him, because I actually have him written down with a question mark next to it. I think that was the reason why is um, why I asked. But if Okafor is out again, I mean, Noel has been crushing it at center. You know, like I said, him and Ish play very well together. They complement each other well. You know, he's he's helped Nerlens take his game to a different level. And the price is still pretty cheap over there, too. I think he's still a little bit below 67K or right around that level. Um, I'd be okay rolling him out there against Atlanta as long as he's playing center. If Okafor is back and he's getting less minutes and playing power forward, I don't like the matchup as much with Millsap. But I'm okay, and I never thought I'd say this because Horford you know, had been a pretty solid defensive player in the past. I'm actually okay taking guys against Horford and, and that Atlanta defense right now. They're not somebody that I'm really fearing. But um, like I said, I think I'm going to be spending up a little bit more towards the top today. Some of those guys, uh, you know, in like that 65 to 7,500 range, like Favors and Love and, and Nerlens Noel, if I can. All right. I think that makes sense there as well. I think you're, I'm still okay with that, with Paul Millsap um, as well. I know that he has been a guy that's like disappointed in three straight. But if you want to, uh, if you're looking for a spot for him to get healthy, and if we, if there's ever a power forward that you might expect to get a little bit more of a price tip, it could be Millsap, who's so un- definitely underperformed in uh, the past three games. I do have some level of concern, which is that if this like personal issue, I think he said he had like a death in a family, could be affecting his play yeah. overall. So maybe that, that we need to see a, see a good game, you know, pop back into him, uh, pop back him with him before you roll him. But I. Th- that's at least a situation to monitor because it is it is a, a plus spot. 
I'm still decent here with uh, Tristan Thompson, who's got some nice double doubles in two of the past three games uh, overall, and three of the past five, which you know he, he had the 30 point monster game against Minnesota. So um, I think he's a pretty safe player down in the 5200 range, and you can uh, definitely make a case for uh, you know trying to save some cash, uh, jumping down to him there as well. And then I want to get your opinion here on Mar on Trish. I'm not sorry on the guy facing Tristan Thompson. That's Marvin Williams, who's been um, very fa- fairly solid outside of the Utah game, which um, the, the, which got out of hand really quick. He only played 22 minutes, and it was a blowout. And it's also like a, it was a bad DVP matchup with you know going to Utah in Utah against the Twin Towers. So I would never never have made that play anyway. Um, but you take a look at what he's been doing. You know, t- 20, 19, 20, 21 points per game. You know, had nine and 12 rebounds, one rebound off the double double bonus against Portland. You know, dropping in some steals, sprinkling in um, assists and blocks here as well. He's turning himself sort of into like a pretty complete player um, as of late. Uh, so, and the only issue is, is like it's a you know it's a tough defensive matchup against uh, against Cleveland, but that is an, I guess a spot that you would want to be in against Kevin Love rather than Tristan Thompson. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, can we make a case for Marvin Williams for Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's been pretty good in seven of his last ten games. He's gone six x or better, um, and you know his his what is it four of his last six? He's gone seven x or better. So to me, that kind of screams a little bit more of a tournament play, um, mostly because if you look at some of those scores, yes, he's gone 7x, you know, 9x, 7x, 7x, and four of the last six, but the other two games he had, you know, like 3x. So he does have a downside. If he has a bad game, he could have a low floor for you. So I don't know if I like it in cash, but for tournaments, you know, I definitely think you have to respect it. The thing is, with all the guys banged up down there and them having to roll Spencer Hawes and, you know, Frank Kaminsky, you're getting a ton of minutes out of Marvin Williams. So if you know he's got safe minutes, if you think this game stays close where they're going to need him to play a lot of those minutes, um, you know, I definitely think at, you know, what is he at now, 5K? Like, that's the thing. The price has to stay low. You know, he's been below 5K, and now he just started to reach the 5K range. So with the 30, 35 points he's been getting, you know, that's 6 to 7X. So it still puts him in play. You know, if his price jumps up to like 56 or 58, then I think he's, you know, a little bit less exciting than he, uh, you know, than he has been over the last week or two. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so I, I think we you should sort of take a look at getting some exposure, but I'm, I'm fine definitely limiting it to, to GPP only. So uh, we'll keep that play in our back pocket there. Uh, the, a play that you may need to make uh, if you're a business owner and you need a website is getting exposed here to Wix.com. So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You could do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business you're bound to be too busy too busy to worry about the budget the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right let's go ahead and talk about our center position here for the wednesday slate put a bow on the show here with your top options here in the pivot yeah I mean, it's been tough for me to go away from Carl Anthony Towns ever right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been playing absolutely amazing. They got him up to like 34, 35 minutes a game right now. 
You know, the rotations have definitely changed over there. Pekovic is basically an afterthought. He's only playing a couple minutes a game. Uh, Kevin Garnett's been hurt. You know, Dang and Towns has been the pairing that we've seen. And I actually like both of those guys. I think they're both pretty well-priced. Um, Towns is starting to come up in price. But again, this is a guy who's had average 50 fantasy points over his last seven games, has been 6x or above in six of those seven games. His worst game was against Memphis, which is, you know, Marcus Hall defense, which is always tough. And even in the Memphis game, he had 14 points and nine rebounds. It was the only time in the last seven games that he hadn't had a double-double. And he's taking about 15 shots a game right now, um, you know, adding in a few assists, adding in a couple steals and blocks as well. So you really can't ask for much more out of this kid right now. He's a little bit cheaper than some of the other options above him, um, you know, like the Drummonds and the Gasols, who were like 86, 8,900. So I'm perfectly comfortable coming down to Towns and what should be a high-paced game against the Clippers here. Um, I think he's probably my favorite option up top. And then, you know, Zaza Pachulia, who we always talk about as one of the safest cash game plays, you know, actually underperformed against Atlanta yesterday uh, while they got blown out. He only came up with 20 fantasy points, but he's usually a safe 30 points a game. So I think he's in play. You know, we got to talk about your boy, Miles Turner, who has been, let's see, he's gone 5X or better in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 games straight. Mm-hmm. Um, with a 13x and 11x, a couple 8x games thrown in there. Um, even with the price getting up close to 6k right now, you still on Turner? Yeah, I'm still on Turner. Yeah, definitely against Brooklyn. That's Brook Lopez is a welcoming man for for centers at the center position. So I'm definitely going to get some exposure there as well. Um, the uh, other two guys I think you're probably going to get towards here: um, uh, Gorgie Jang against the the empty power forward position vacated by the new boxer Blake Griffin is. Uh, a guy that we can, yeah, definitely get some exposure to. Another double-double, um, quiet game, but still managed to get 31 fantasy points. But at 5K is over 6.3x, or 6, 6.3x on the dot, actually. Um, so there's that. And then your boy, uh, Nikola Jokic, um, as well. Oh, yeah. You're going to see max exposure here as well for, for now, Jokic. You know, now, because... he, let, let me ask this question to you, because I actually have been debating whether or not I still want to use him here. He's going up against Utah, so you're getting, you know, I, the, the I, Stifle Tower. I don't want to use him against the Stifle Tower. And yeah, like that's that's honestly why I left him off the list. And, I mean, you know I had him on every one of my teams yesterday. I love him. I've been playing him a decent amount lately. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that this is a spot that I really want to roll him out. Plus, he's going to have high ownership, and his price is probably going to come up after the last right. game. I only brought him up to say, you guys can play him, we're not. Uh, is what we're going to do because I don't play. I, I try to fade when Utah's paired together. Remember that was like for the second half of 2015. That was the number one defensive team in the NBA in the second half, and they have mm-hmm. that same basically team intact. I mean, it's it's minus um um not Trey Burke, but uh, who's Alec Burke? Alex Burks, yeah. um, who's you know definitely um, one of the you know better defenders up up in the front court there as well. But um, still, you're 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 getting nothing in the paint. You want you don't want front court players against those guys almost ever. So I'll be fading. Everybody else can sort of you know be, be one day late to the party and enjoy if they end up getting some value. But I don't, it's not going to be there for me. So um, that's how I have that end up shaking out. The one thing I will say too is if um, Pagasol ends up drawing um, uh, defense on. Um, Costa Kufos rather than having being matched up against um, uh, Demarcus Cousins and Willie College Stein, you know either one of the two, then I will I will like him a lot more 
uh, for this game. So you could, you know, yeah. maybe project him to to get back on track. He's hasn't killed you. He has a thirty six and thirty nine fancy points, but has a much better chance for fifty um, in that matchup uh, if you know Marcus Cousins does not play. So something else to keep in now, mind. Now let me let me ask you a question, especially because you're a Kings fan. How do you handle the center situation for the Kings if Cousins doesn't play? Because Kufus is very cheap. Um, so he might still be able to get you like 25 fantasy points if he's, you know, around 3K to get you value. And then I think a lot of people, even yesterday, you know, just assumed, well, Willie Cauley Stein's going to go off now. You know, do you really think that's the case? Because he's like 5,500. And I, don't, I, I think I like Kufus more than I like Cauley Stein. Not that I don't like Cauley Stein more as a player, but for fantasy. I think if I'm rolling either one of them in my lineup, it's probably Kufus, no? It, it should be Kufus, especially when you know you're playing a bigger front line like Chicago, but I don't know if I trust him enough to keep him outside of GPPs. So Because there's some times where he just disappears a little bit or gets into foul trouble, you know, and then you see more Quincy AC than you really want to. You know, yeah, so. well, I don't want to see any Quincy AC, so any Quincy AC is a little too much for me. Yeah, so if you want to get exposed to it, I'm fine. He's definitely probably going to be the starter against that Chicago front line, which is big. I just don't know how much I trust it. I would leave it to GPPs only. Um, and all the Miles Turner. I'll keep saying that. Yeah, all the Turner on the green. Absolutely. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And it's at Rotowire for all your season-long DFS and NBA needs articles, podcasts, and like tweeted out every day through that account. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.